Hi, everybody. This is episode number 117 for Thursday, August the 6th, 2020. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm finally going to make good on a promise that I have given you several times now for several episodes, and that is to bring somebody on who is very familiar to Northeast Ohio. And that is former television news anchor Bill Martin, who is now retired and enjoying things in Florida. He is still working, not in television, but in another area, but not before he had another little adventure. And that's what I want to talk to you eventually about is how we can all benefit from that experience. I'm going to leave you in suspense as to what exactly that is in just a moment, because the very first thing that Bill Martin and I will be talking about is our beloved friend Dick Goddard, who passed away at age 89 on Tuesday morning. Obviously, we both have a lot of wonderful memories, and so it was going to be a a great time to just kind of decompress and talk a little bit about our friend, what we remember about Dick Goddard, and to let you in on some fun things that happened behind the scenes. And then we'll get into the topic of the day. Again, I'm going to leave you in suspense, but we can all benefit from it, and I'll talk to you on the backside of this interview. Now, let's get to our conversation that I had earlier today with Bill Martin. Well, look what the cat drug in. Uh, We have Bill Martin with us right now, and uh, I am, first of all, I'm honored that you would take the time to, to do weather jazz. Uh, I'm very busy. I'm a busy man. But for you, I'm busy. <laughs> what, kind, what kind of busy are you uh, getting into these days? Uh, I was just sipping coffee and looking outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Well, you know what? That's a good kind of, kind of busy. And, and someday, someday I'm looking forward to that very, very same thing. Although right now I am sipping on coffee. And I'm looking out the window, and it's uh, quite nice, actually. The, the dew point has dropped off. It's 67 degrees, and it's bright and sunny here in beautiful downtown Geauga County. I'm in Lakewood Ranch, Florida, which is Sarasota on the Gulf Coast, and mostly retired, and it's uh, probably 85 already. Boy, that's something else. Uh, yeah, you're... Your your winter is now summer. Uh, explain that to people. Uh, it's hot here in the summer. It's uh, you know in the in the 90s. It rains every afternoon, so we're in the rainy season. We're in hurricane season for us, uh, and it's hot. So people tend to be inside in the air conditioning now. Um, mm-hmm. But you get up early, you go run, you go golf, you do what you need to do, and then you get to the air conditioning. In our winter, it's 75, 80. You know, that's our summer. Right. Year. Everybody and, up north. And that's, yeah, that's the time you're out there and, and enjoying everything. Yeah, absolutely. Although we're enjoying it now, you just got to drink a lot of water and, and uh, mm-hmm. get back to air conditioning because it's hot. Mm. Mm. 
Well, uh, before we get into the topic du jour today, and that's the initial reason I wanted to have you on Weather Jazz, I wanted to give you an open-door opportunity to talk about Dick Goddard and your fond memories of uh, our uh, our friend. So Richard always loved dumb jokes. He wasn't uh, hesitant to tell us dumb jokes. We always laughed. They were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing I always did was uh, uh, people that remember Rowan and Martin, Dan Rowan and Dick Martin. At the end of the show, they would always say, say goodnight, Dick. And uh, he would say, goodnight, Dick. And so I started doing that at 10 o'clock with mm-hmm. Mr. Goddard, and he loved it. He loved saying it, but people would call up yelling and sending emails all upset that why would I remind <laughs> Dick Goddard to say goodnight? Uh-huh. He knows it's night. He knows how to do it. And Dick thought that was the funniest thing in the world. So the people that remember, and we did it for years, you know, say goodnight, Dick. Good good night, Dick. Um, <laughs> he loved doing it. So that I, that's one of my fondest memories uh, working with Mr. Goddard. Yeah, sometimes if, if people didn't understand that inside joke, he all the more would engage in it because he thought that that was kind of funny. Oh, he loved it. That's that's why he loved it, and he loved doing it, and he had dramatic pauses doing it, and it was just hysterical. And we did that his last show. Uh, and that's he reveled, right. He reveled mm-hmm. in that. So, mm-hmm. treasure. You know, when we're in kind of working with legends, you don't think you're working with a legend because you come into work and you do your thing, and uh, there's a weather segment, a news segment, and you say goodnight, and you go home, and go about your business, but you reflect on somebody like Dick Goddard, who was truly a legend in the business. What a joy and what a treasure and what, what a great memory for me having worked with somebody that's uh, just unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lou Maglia and I were talking in the newsroom just the other day, and uh, when he was at Channel 5, which is one of our competitors, uh, some consultant came in and spoke at length about Uh, developing uh, longevity, developing trust. And in that conversation, he says, and every once in a while, you get a television legend. And he says, Cleveland has two of them. He said, Dorothy Fulltime is one of them. Mm. And at the time, she was still alive. And he says, the other is Dick Goddard. And uh, nobody could uh, refute that. Uh, And uh, he developed that simply because he was humble. He did his job. He did it well. uh, And he developed a trust between people who were watching him and himself. And uh, he enjoyed that. And uh, he was very careful, too, in that he realized that he had the trust of the people never wanted to to violate that trust and and so as a result uh i mean he just endeared virtually everybody that ever encountered him i know he i know he'd get upset and our weather department was always good about this you included about not over dramatizing weather which consultants like to do and it became kind of a thing to do it would rain mm-hmm. an inch and you know weather departments make it seem like there's going to be a monsoon and that would make uh, richard very angry about wanting to protect the integrity Mm -hmm. of doing weather. How old was he when he retired? Do you remember? Was he 80? Was he older than that? Uh, uh, He was older than that. I think he was uh, either 82, 
82 or 83 when he finally retired, passed away at 89. So it's only been six six or so years that uh, he has been gone. But, of course, his last couple of years he was only doing uh, one show uh, and then going home. And uh, he was kind of sort of semi-semi-semi-retired. Uh, after a little while, but he, you know, he, he kept his finger in in enough of the pudding to um, to make him last fifty five years on television, just on Channel Eight. I retired at sixty two. I was twenty five years at uh, just Channel mm-hmm. Eight, and I, it must have been his late seventies. And I looked at uh, Dick and I said, "What What are you doing here?" And he kind of <laughs> laughed. He said, "I know." And then we talked mm-hmm. a little bit. He loved the energy of young people and he loved coming to work being around all the young people and then i guess that was um 10 some years ago so i would have been in my my late 40s early 50s i think uh and that was young for for uh dick so he he just loved he loved the energy he liked coming in he liked he just liked doing it i'm like you you could go just raise money for animals he said i'll Mm. do that and come to work because i like doing right the only thing he did not like in his latter years, and I remember this because uh, when I was hired in 1988, uh, Channel 8 had gotten its first weather computer. He did not like computers. He and computers did not get along, and <laughs> he let us know about it. But um, but he put up with it, and you know he he kept up with it. He he learned a new system as difficult as it was to to learn a new system every three, four, five years. Uh, he would go ahead and do that, but um, he also let it be be known to anybody and everybody that would listen. Uh, by golly, he says, "I wish we would go back to the uh, the, the the chalk and and blackboard days <laughs> and and magnets, 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 Mark- yeah." Yeah, the good the good old days. He was like he was a treasure. Um, and now you have the Dick Goddard Weather Center and Dick Goddard mm-hmm. Way, and uh, it's just amazing. It's uh, yeah. amazing mm-hmm. to have worked with somebody like that. Well, well deserved, and and he yeah. blazed a great path for all of us uh, in his wake, and showed us how to do it uh, without a doubt. Well, one of the reasons uh, that I really wanted to have you on Weather Jazz is to talk about an interesting experience that you had after you retired from your television days. And uh, it wasn't long after you had moved to Florida that, at least for a short time, you did something very unique. Could you go ahead and, and tell everybody what happened? And, and, uh, and I wasn't doing anything at the time, and an opportunity came up to uh, be a gate agent for a major airline at the Mm -hmm. airport. I said, no, what the heck? I I like trying new things. I was raised Mm -hmm. that way. Try everything. See what you like. See what you don't. And uh, it was not on my radar. So I said, sure. So I uh, became a a customer service rep or gate agent for the major airline. It was, uh, I'm no longer doing that. Um, I'm back to counseling, which is my first love. But it was Mm -hmm. a very interesting experience now during that time uh and you and i had been in in touch through this whole process uh you said that you learned some really interesting and valuable things that hopefully air travelers could benefit from 
Uh, tell tell me about what you went through and uh, how we as travelers can benefit from some of the things that you learned in that uh, short window that uh, you were a gate agent. Well, you'll have to pick my brain everything we talked about, but, you know, it's interesting being on the other side. Um, mm-hmm. I was there when you come up to get your tickets and give me your bags, and um, I was treated like baggage, to put it mm. mildly. Um, <laughs> people were were just not nice, and I understand that air travel is a little bit more like herding cats now than than it sure. used to be. Even my mm-hmm. I have a cousin that works for a major airline doing she's doing the same thing. She's retiring coming up, but she said the old days it was of course like many things a lot different, a lot more customer service than today. But some people were just downright mean. Um, mm. I remember a woman came up to the gate and she was uh just kind of frowning and could i help you and what's going on i said how about a smile what, what, what could i do for you and she just started yelling at me don't tell me to smile don't tell me to be nice just take my bag give me my ticket and I'm getting <laughs> oh, my, wow. oh my goodness uh, wow so, uh be, be nice there i mean there are human beings working behind the ticket counters that want to help you and they want to get through their day as well and and uh, it can be a miserable experience sometimes. So that that actually shocked me, that experience. Did you get the feeling that people who uh, came up to you, uh, you know, I'm sure you had some, some nice people come, but yeah. uh, you had enough of the bad experiences to realize that there's just something in the water uh, when it comes to travel. Did you get the any kind of impression that people, those people, were actually trying to rile you up for any reason. No, I just think you. any more you pull up to the airport, you know it's going to be a miserable experience. I mean, you talk yourself ahead mm. of time to, uh, this is, we're just going to be a herd, and we're going to plow through all this stuff, and it's going to be miserable, and it doesn't need to be that way. I love traveling, and I, I love flying. I think it's fun. So I think if you have that mindset before you get to the airport, Look, we got to wait in lines to get our tickets most of the time and get our bags. And, and then you go up to security and you stand in another line. And the more prep you do, and I think the, just the more positive thinking um, you can do, the better off the experience is going to be. Because people just showed up and they were just miserable from, from the get-go. And they were going to be miserable until they landed at their wherever they were going, their final destination, and, and get to where they're going. So... Just a different mindset. Say hello mm. to people, to people, because I always try to be really nice to everybody. And saw a lot of Clevelanders uh, cutting back and forth. Yeah. You know, happy to. Ha- I'm here to help you, and most of those people are. I think the old timers who were behind the counter are getting a little grizzled mm. uh, because mm-hmm. they've seen people trying to scam things and just people kind of miserable and. You know, so I think some of those people have kind of given up a little bit. Maybe that's part of the problem, too. But it it starts with, for me, it started with the people coming up to the counter. Just be nice. You know, that sounds like advice that Dick Goddard would give, actually, kind of full circle in the conversation. Um, If you had any advice to give to anybody, that advice would be to just be nice. Take a deep breath. And enjoy life, look around you, and be nice, not not nasty. 
no, look, you're a pilot. You know, I'm amazed that these mm. a plane can take off. It, it, it amazes me. Um, mm-hmm. So you get on and you get your seat. Make sure you find the right seat. Um, and you get on the airplane, you buckle up, bring snacks, bring, you know, mm-hmm. um, get a beverage before you get on the plane, bring a pillow. Just try to make the whole thing pleasant for yourself. I think you're going to end up having a much better experience. But as soon as you park your car, somebody drops you off. You just got to click something in your head to say, I'm going to be nice. I want to mm-hmm. be nice, and I'm going to be nice to everybody I come in contact with. And I think the whole experience is going to be much better. Uh, it was probably, I don't know, 70, 30, 60, for probably 60, 40 uh, bad nights. Miserable Really? Night. Yeah. So you had you had more more people that were not nice than were nice. Yeah, sometimes outright not nice. Sometimes just grumbling, mm-hmm. begrudgingly getting through the airport. Um, and then there were you were right. There are absolutely wonderful people, and you get to help people. And there's a problem with a ticket, and you solve the problem. And they're so thankful and so nice. Um, so you know, from behind the counter, I never wanted to forget that because you get to touch people's lives and hopefully make mm-hmm. things better but uh be nice that's should have mm. button everybody should wear a button be <laughs> you know what i think you you've got a great idea <laughs> maybe we, we we need to do something like that you and i are the roughly the same age and i think both you and i can remember uh, for those audience members of weather jazz that are listening that are maybe in their teens 20s even 30s but when we were in our teens and 20s, it was an event to go flying. I mean, there were most people, if not everybody, was dressed up in a suit and tie, or at least a blazer and a slacks and a really nice dress shirt. It was an occasion. You actually dressed up to go flying. Uh, you just don't see that today. Today, it's just a whole different, uh, whole different uh, environment. I still wear a sports coat flying. And if I, mm-hmm. I rarely wear jeans, if I do, they're nice. Um, you know, they're not ripped. D- you know, d- dress up a little bit. Don't look like you're going to the circus. You know, that, that, <laughs> that helps too. Um, mm-hmm. Don't wear pajamas. I mean, you can be relaxed. And I like wearing a sports sure. coat. like a tickets and stuff in the pockets. Your phone mm-hmm. and, you know, it was um, almost like a backpack. But and then you take your sport coat off and put it up on the overhead bin but you know it, it's just different flying it just is um some airlines you know it costs something to do everything it costs for your seat and your bag and this you just you kind of gotta suck it off and just be nice and mm-hmm. that's what you gotta do to get to where you're going um less grumbling more nice that's the t-shirt and <laughs> I do like that. I, I think you and I will go into business. We'll we'll come up with a T-shirt like that. Be nice uh, as maybe, you're you're heading into the airport. And maybe the internet's kind of you know everybody's mean on the internet now on mm. on uh, t- mm. Twitter. I don't use anymore. I got off, and that's kind of trickling to Facebook, which I don't do anymore. Uh, Instagram mm-hmm. might be the last refuge of kind of nice, but I don't mm. know. Be nice. 
<laughs> so uh, you you uh, are no longer uh, doing that uh, because uh, an opportunity came up for your first love, which is helping people and counseling people. And uh, do you want to tell anybody and everybody what you're doing nowadays? Sure. I mean, I, I've been counseling for a long time, and most people didn't yeah. know that before I mm-hmm. um, do the news, I would uh, go to my office, and um, I'm a clinical counselor. Um I said, uh, I told somebody once, I said, what do you do? I said, I'm a therapist. And they said, oh, what kind of massage do you do? And I no. paused and I, <laughs> I said, I don't, I'm not a massage therapist. I'm a mental mm. health professional. So that right. still makes me laugh. So I work for a uh, faith-based company here. Um, and you don't have to have faith-based counseling, but um, the company is. And we provide that of the people that want uh, some faith in their counseling and I'm a licensed mental health counselor, um, the clinical counselor in Ohio, but I'm licensed down here now. So I, I work part time and I work in a terrific practice with great people. And you're able to set your own hours uh, and uh, essentially um, you're in the driver's seat uh, nowadays. And that, that must be a really nice place to be. I mean, I, well, I was never going to retire full time. I was done with television, but um I wanted to start my career as a clinical psychologist. So I became mm-hmm. a clinical counselor. Um, so I loved two jobs. One I got to retire from, the other one I still get to do. And look, I'm 62. I'll be 63 here shortly. But I don't want to stop working. I like using my mind I, and especially counseling, helping people, watching people grow and change through pretty traumatic circumstances is just a blessing for me to be able to do and be trained to do. So I, I don't know as if I'll ever stop doing that. Well, that's good. Uh, and as we wrap up here, and by the way, you're invited to come on Weather Jazz anytime you want for any reason, even if it's just to drop by and to say hello and to let us know what's going on. I think people really tend to gravitate to some of these episodes where uh, the people that were in their sphere uh, in in terms of a television audience they want to know what's going on with some of their favorite people and and you certainly endeared the hearts of many so uh, come on back anytime but um, as we wrap up is there anything that you would like to pass along to anybody who used to watch you and really enjoy you and miss you in cleveland uh i wouldn't have been able to do what i did for so long and to have the success I did for so long um, without people watching. I still get uh, on Instagram people saying, we miss you and we like you. That I mean, that means a lot. It, it, mm-hmm. it really does. Hopefully, um, as we were goofing around and uh, doing the news, I, and I always wanted to bring um, joy to the news as well. And the, the newscasts were, we formatted those, as you know, to be fun and the latest news so people could at least come home from a hard day's work and smile so we're back to the be night and the next Mm -hmm. time i come Mm -hmm. on i will tell everybody the secrets i have and i have many secrets about you (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-oh well um, uh, maybe uh, maybe i'll disinvite you now to weather jazz anytime you want to come well well yeah, what we could tell the audience about each other would be very interesting, I would imagine. Well, we're not going to talk about me. We're going to talk about you. We just... 
Thanks so much. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. But you are welcome anytime you want to come back on. Thank you. All right. Tell everybody we said hello. Tell Judy we said hi. Enjoy Florida. And uh, we're very proud of the fact that uh, you're still helping people, except you're doing it in a different way now. Just remember, I'm not a massage therapist. (laughs) Just a therapist. What a treat that was. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and will help me spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence and on social media and by word of mouth as well. If you have a question or topic suggestion, I always welcome your input. You can easily reach me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com. If you are listening to Weather Jazz via one of the many podcast apps available, remember to subscribe so that you can automatically download every episode as I make them available. And if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio area or plan to visit or simply traveling through, you can catch my 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television, Fox 8, or online live at fox8.com from anywhere in the world. By the way, if you enjoy Weather Jazz, consider becoming a monthly support partner to help expand Weather Jazz to more frequent releases. I'll also be setting up a secret email address that will give you the chance to contact me and even to contribute to ideas and even audio content for future episodes. You can find the links on weatherjazz.com at the bottom of the post corresponding to this episode, number 117. And if you have Twitter or Instagram, you can follow me at Andre Bernier or on Facebook by looking for the Weather Jazz podcast page. We will see you very, very soon with another engaging episode right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz podcast.